Well, I'm Ashley Dansby. I'm host of Texas Law Podcast. I have to be honest with you, too. I have been dying <laughs> to record this episode for several <laughs> weeks. I'm, I'm talking to Jacob Cross and Henry uh, Wesolowski, and, and we're talking about a couple of my favorite topics, hiking, I love to hike, um, exploring, and rarely touched places. And I think that the, the Narrows on the Blanco uh, really is kind of the epitome of all of those with some, some swimming tossed in there as well. Um, you know, I think when people think of the Narrows, you, you certainly think of the Zion, but Texas has the Narrows on the Blanco, not too terribly far from Wimberley. They are very rarely touched, um, especially by folks that don't live very close to there. So I'm going to start with you, Jacob. Um, first of all, just tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Jacob. Um, I live in Texas my whole life. I'm actually based out of Houston which is a fantastic city. I love it here, but we don't have the same outdoor recreational opportunities that the health country does. So to do most of the fun stuff, I have to escape out there. And that's where um, I guess I end up with the Narrows. But yeah, I love outdoor hiking. I'm all about it all the time. Yeah, and, and Henry, what about you? Tell us about you. Yeah, so I come from just outside San Antonio, and probably the past six years, I've been blessed to really just... Uh, uh, experience a lot of uh, what the United States has to offer uh, on the backcountry side of things. Um, a lot in Texas, but also um, in other states. Uh, but I'm a very avid kayaker, um, so the narrows kind of piqued my interest there because it is it is water related. Um, so that's kind of how I fell into that. Well, you know, obviously, as you said, it's both very into the outdoors and, uh, and you all have hiking and different things of that nature. I, I can know a few two guys through a Facebook page dedicated to the Narrows. It's called Trek to the Narrows. And is that kind of how you all met as well? Did y'all know each other prior to this? Yeah, so I had, I had stumbled across the Narrows probably on Instagram about five years ago. Um, and then I did a little bit of research and uh, I assumed uh, that it, those people that had posted that picture were, were trespassing. And so that, that pretty much wandered my, my Narrows dreams. Um, but flash forward to this year, I was on Facebook, um, and I, I came across the group A Trek to the Narrows. Um, and I joined the group, and I was super excited uh, because everyone in the group was, was planning trips. Um, but after spending some time on the page, you know, I quickly realized that nobody was actually super serious about going. Um, so I posted, posted up there that I was serious about going, and then uh, Jacob replied to my post. And that's how we met. Well, and that was my next question. You know, Henry, what made you decide that, that Jacob was up for this trip, that he was somebody you wanted to make this trip with? That, that's a good question. Um, so we actually did have a Zoom call prior to the trip, um, pretty much to make sure that neither of us were, you know, complete weirdos. Um, but I remember in that Zoom call, he didn't have his camera on, but once I saw how much research he had put into the trip, I mean, he had maps pulled up already, and he had researched the laws behind it all. Um, I already, I already, I already knew that he would make a good, uh, good companion for this. Yeah, absolutely. And and same question for you, Jacob. How did you decide that? Yeah, you were going to go with with Henry. This was a good thing. I Facebook saw him, and he had a really cool mustache. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, I, that says, I was like, this guy with this cool mustache. I'm like, he's probably trustworthy. You know, um, but it was the same thing. Like we were in Zoom call, which my camera was even working. I know that until later. Um, but yeah, we were just talking about stuff. I saw on Facebook he was in Colorado. He did like overseas missions trips and stuff. And I was like, he's probably not a serial killer. It looks like he's a real, a real outdoorsman I can probably trust. And so that's when, you know, we hopped on the Zoom call. We kind of went over the game plan, the basics of it. And I was like, all right, 
as a team format. Let's get this done. And that's, yeah, that's how it went. Well, Jacob, you know, obviously you did a lot of research into this. For, for a lot of reasons we're going to talk about, this is a really challenging trek. It includes hiking, it includes swimming, water, all kinds of things. What mm-hmm. would be a lure of the Narrows for, for you? Well, so I had first heard about the Narrows years ago, and I kind of, you know, looked at it a little bit. I guess, I don't remember, it was all such a long time ago. I was like, man, that would be cool, but it looks really far away. And then come around again this summer, I actually, I went on a trip to the, the Devil's River, actually, to go see the comet and to the, you know, dark sky, and that was really neat. So I had a lot of fun swimming in the water, and I was like, even before the, the year is out, you know, before it's going to be wintertime, I kind of want to go swimming in the water again. And just, I was reading through an article, scrolling through an article about, like, the top water holes in Texas, and I saw the Narrows. I was like, oh, this looks amazing. And after a few Google searches, I saw, like, you know, all the, the issues surrounding it, and I was like, all right, that sounds fun. If anything, if it came to the challenge, I was like, can I actually get to the Narrows? Like, can this actually happen as a trip? And so that's kind of what it became for me, like a real mission, sort of. I think for all of us, that's what it was like. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I and, and Henry, what was it? What was it for you that made you want to attempt the trip? Yeah, so so definitely, um, I guess just seeing the pictures of them online at first a few years ago, I think that kind of kind of put the seed in my head for it. You know, the the limestone stone bluffs are just incredible, and then you have these limestone uh, pools that you really don't get anywhere outside the hill country. It's pretty similar to, I guess, what you'd find in. Hamilton Pool or, or Jacob's Well, um, but I think the main allure was probably that um, not many people had made the trek, and the amount of effort that really goes into making the trek. <laughs> I think that's it. I, you know, in looking at it for me, um, my husband thinks I'm crazy, and it's like, well, but this is bucket list type stuff, and I, I want to see if I can do it. It's the challenge of it. It's beautiful if you get through it and the payoff at the end, so um, definitely can understand that. Well, let's talk a little bit about getting there because there's there's difficulty in several different areas. Obviously, it's pretty unforgiving terrain. Um, if you would, and, and Jacob, I'll start with you. Uh, talk about how you legally get there because you, I mean, no matter how you try to get there, you're you're either getting dropped off or, or you're going to be walking to the drop-in point. Yeah. So there's. So for those who don't know, the Narrows are a tiny stretch, tiny little feature down several miles down a riverbed, which is about five to seven miles from a public access point each way. So unless you have the ability to cross through private land somewhere along the river, you have to go through the road, which like I said, is five or seven miles away. So it's a little tricky there to position yourself on one of those road access points because there's not really any parking close by. Um, most, like I said, a lot of people get dropped off there, or some people have found successful ways to park. I know one of the, there's two roads, I don't know how detailed you want to go into this right now, but there's two roads basically, one upstream of the Narrows and one downstream of the Narrows. The one upstream of the Narrows completely banned parking along the, along the whole street. This is a county ordinance that was done just because of the people parking there and going to the Narrows. So it's like, you know, they're trying to keep people away from, from doing this. And then to the south, there's not really any parking close by. Some people have found spots. We didn't park. We can tell you how we got there. But um, some people have said in the Facebook group that they've managed to find parking, you know, close by within a mile or two and then just, just walk to the riverbed from there. So I guess parking is definitely an option. I don't know if we don't really know the specifics on where you'd be able to do that. I think if anyone wanted to just park close by, that they could definitely do enough research and find out. 
And the other most common way, if you have a friend who's willing to do it, is to drop you off in the morning and take you up in the evening. I think that's the best way if you're able to um, schedule somebody to, to make that stick up for you. Yeah, absolutely. And and then talk about getting there terrain-wise. Henry, what's it like? You know, obviously it's a five to seven mile walk, and then you've got swimming pots in there as well. Um, I know it's uh, like kind of like a lot of rocks that you're walking over and different things too. So what is that like on the way? Yeah, so um, it, is, it is pretty much your, your classic uh, Hill Country riverbed. Um, and thankfully for this specific hike, you know, the Blanco River is really unique um, with, with kind of the limestone formation. It, it goes underground for a portion of the hike, um, but a good majority of the hike you will actually be swimming. Um, I tried my best to, to not get too wet and soak, soak all my bags, but uh, I could not avoid that. I think I was, I was the last one to get wet in our, our trip. Um, but it, it's a good, it's a good hike. Um, like you said, really, really rocky terrain. Um, but, but the landscape is, is just breathtaking. Um, like I said, you have big limestone bluffs. You have, uh, you have little waterfalls. You have ferns and a lot of plants that you probably don't see too much um, outside of of that. Uh, I guess group bed. So it's definitely definitely quite the, quite the yeah absolutely well and, and and then the other challenges of course come from the landowners and law enforcement you know as you said um in one area they've actually banned parking along the, the road uh where you could drop into the riverbed you, you can't camp in the riverbed it's the only riverbed mm-hmm. in texas you can't camp in uh, specifically from the texas legislature um at the urging of landowners so kind of talk about that as well because i know that y'all in some landowners as well as law enforcement getting there. Yeah, that was uh, that was part of the mystery because you can you can read Google searches or Google articles, Google articles, yeah, and people talk about the run-ins with law enforcement, and some people have we've seen cases of people getting arrested out there. I think for you know trespassing clearly, which we didn't do. We can get to that, um, but that was part of the, the whole um, adventure and speak of the narrows. So the landowners, there's a lot of. It's been very contested in the past whether or not the narrows are actually public access or not. A lot of the people who own lands nearby or on the river say that um, it's not. You know, of course, they're just trying to protect their backyard or what they see as an extension of their property. But there's a law in, in the Texas book since the, uh, the 19th century um, that says any public waterways, it holds basically right now, is that any public waterways with an average width of 30 feet are considered navigable by statute, meaning even if there's no water flowing through them, people have a right to access these waterways to, to travel back and forth. But of course, like any law, you can write a law once and then it's have to go to the courts for individual situations to, to be interpreted. And as you know, the laws have been gone, gone in court over waterways and water rights over the past you know, 100, 150 years, most of the court cases have ruled in fact affirming that, that yeah, people can just travel up and down these statutorily navigable waterways. Mm-hmm. And so, but of course, not everyone's willing to accept that, because there's never been a clear court case on, are people allowed to go to the Narrows, even though everything legally backs that up. And the landowners kind of push back on that. There's no, nothing in the law that clearly says the word Narrows, even though everything in the law points to the public being able to access the Narrows. So there's a lot of pushback on that, and the landowners, of course, are more than willing to call the sheriffs over to come talk to people that they suspect might be trespassing, even if they have no evidence of that. And we definitely had a little bit of a run-in 
with the, uh, the county sheriffs while we were out there, and that was fun. Did you feel like, I mean, when when they came out there, did you feel intimidated at all? Uh, uh, not re- no, not really, um, because, you know, we were both really, I guess, well-versed in, I guess, the legality of, of what we were doing, so I think that that definitely contributed to us not feeling intimidated um, when they showed up. I don't know yeah. if you want to add anything about that, too. I think that's a, a big tactic they use is that intimidation. And, and if you know what you're doing and know the laws and are, are within those, it seems like people are okay. But, you know, they've gone some so far even to put out websites that will, um, at best, I guess, would be misleading um, to tell you that you could be arrested and different things like that. So there's definitely a pretty concerted effort to try and keep, you know, keep people out. Once you've hiked all these miles in, and, and you touched on this, you finally round that bend, and, and there it is. Of course, all I've seen is pictures, and they're all inspiring. What is it like? And, and Henry, I'll start with you. Yeah, I think for me, um, you know, just kind of thinking of how this trip started, and kind of just me and Jacob meeting on Facebook, um, and then when I when rounding that bend, and when you see, I guess, you know, the the pool and and the ferns kind of blowing in the wind, you know. It, it's definitely one of the most beautiful things I've seen in Texas. Um, and it definitely was quite a, quite a feeling of accomplishment, you know, uh, getting, getting to those pools. Yeah. And then, Jacob, what about for you? Yeah. I kind of, I don't know, it's kind of like a, a surreal feeling, you know, once you're around that band and start seeing the ferns. Like, that's just, that's like kind of the first thing you see because the narrows are kind of wide at first and then they get really narrow after a little bit. Um, but you can see all the ferns there and it's just, there was just this moment of joy. We were like, high five, like we're actually here. You know, it was just, it was the most exciting thing. I was like, you know, even if we get, you know, kicked out or arrested in the next 10 minutes, at least we kind of, we got to see it. <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> we did. But I was like, just, just getting there. I was like, mission accomplished, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, once you're in there, and again, I want to note that you have to stay off of the, the cliff. You don't want to get up on the cliff and try to jump off or anything like that. You could stay down at the, at the riverbed and the arrows, but... I know some people have talked about needing rope to go from pool to pool. Did you all do that as well? We tried. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure I could do it. I've looked at pictures of people trying to do that, and I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Looks good, but not going to happen. But I think you touched on this as well. Um, was there kind of a sense among your, your group of no turning back, like we're going to do this. If we start this trek, we're going, we're going to get there. I'd say so. I mean, you know, of course, you know, an emergency happens, and that's, you know, but yeah, I mean, everyone we were with, you know, all friends of Henry, actually, that he was able to recruit for our trip, they were all awesome. Um, Everyone is, you know, adventurous and ready ready for excitement, and yeah, we just all kept going. I think I was the most hard one by the end, actually. My feet were killing me. I could not not stand on my feet. (laughs) I haven't done a long hike on rocks like that in a while. Well, compared to the, um, the the getting there, how how long was getting there, Henry? About how long did it take you to get there? Oh, that's a that's a good question. It has has been about seven weeks. But I know we started our hike before before uh, before the sun came up, and we returned after the sun went down. So <laughs> it was very good. It was a good a good day's hike. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's that few hours definitely quicker there. on the way back. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, and then, Jacob, you, you were really emphatic in, in what you wrote uh, on Facebook that you want people to go to the Narrows and experience it. But if they're 
um, able to go and do the research that you think they should go. Um, expand on your feelings there. Yeah, so actually this is a really funny moment that, you know, it'll bring chuckles to Henry, I'm sure. Uh, while we were there, we were accosted by one of the, who I assume was one of the landowners. I, you know, this lady didn't identify herself to me. I have no idea who she was, but I assume she was one of the landowners um, who owned land near the Narrows. And she demanded to know, we actually, she demanded to know how we got there, basically. And I was like, who are you? Like, we don't owe you an explanation. We're not trespassing right now. We haven't broken any laws. You're just a citizen. And so, like, the moment, like, she's like, no, you need to tell me, you know, how you, where you, where you came from, how you got here. I was like, I'm going to send more people to the Narrows. I'm going to tell people about the Narrows just to send them over here. Because that kind of upset me. An officer is doing their job, but she was just kind of, like, rooting, expecting to get answers from us. I was like, okay, come. Yeah, absolutely. So, Henry, what about you? Yeah, so the Narrows is, is definitely, like I said, you know, one of the most beautiful outdoor places I've, I've been to in Texas. Um, and uh, it's really something that I, I do want a lot more people to, I guess, experience. Um, but at, at the same time, I think people do need to realize that, you know, it's much more than just a, just a swimming hole. Um, so it's, it's not just like a like a short hike to a pool like uh, Jacob's Well or, or Hamilton Pool. Um, so I, I think by people kind of realizing just how much effort goes into getting there, I think uh, that's kind of where more respect is going to come uh, for the Narrows. And then maybe the landowners will see that and you know, it, it'll just uh, just be better, I guess, for everybody. Um, so, yeah, that effort, though, I think is, is one, of, one of the aspects that I think is the best protection for the Narrows. Um, so in that sense, I don't feel like telling more people about it is going to end up with it um, getting getting trashed or or polluted like the uh, landowner landowner seem to think. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you 100% there. Um, let me ask you, Henry, what is one tip you would give someone who who wants to make this uh, this trek? I think one, make sure you you do your research um, and just just realize what you're getting into. Um, not only with the legal stuff, but uh, with the kind of the, the backcountry side of things too, um, because it is it is a pretty formidable hike. Um, it's definitely a day endeavor. Um, so just realizing that you probably won't have cell service, um, and that if you do twist an ankle or injure yourself in some other way, um, really hiking back is the only legal option. Um, because if you were to step on a bank or or seek to, uh, I guess, one of the residents. Uh, on the path for help, you, you will be trespassing. So really just kind of, I guess, uh, researching and, and grasping just the magnitude of the hike would be my, my biggest tip. Yeah, and Jacob, same question for you. Having done this hike, um, what would advice would you give out? Yeah, pretty much everything that Henry said. Um, and also, uh, you know, if someone, if you run into someone who claims to be a landowner and they demand to know how you got there, I would say just politely decline to answer any questions. You don't know the many answers, and I'd also say if you could get there in a little bit of a warmer time, a little bit of a trade-off between how much water you want to carry and how much daylight you want, and how how warm it is. Because when we went, we went late September and the water was pretty cold, not too cold, but it was it made it a little less comfortable than I would have liked. But I think maybe late spring around like Mayish would probably be one of the better times, or uh, earlier September. But just to give you more daylight, like Henry said, we started. We started when it was dark and we got back um, to our cars and it was dark. 
So yeah, I would keep that in mind, on, you know, how warm do you want it to be and how much water do you want to carry? Because there's not much water to drink out there. Once you bring water filters, we keep up and trust the river water. Sure. Well, is there anything that you guys did that you would advise against doing? The only thing I can think of is we did not anticipate how cold, I guess, the waters would be at the actual narrows. So mm-hmm. I think we only we were only there for maybe like half an hour, 45 minutes. And by that time, you know, some of our lips were blue and it was time to go. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, and, and would you do it again? I'm sorry, oh, yeah, I'm probably sure. sure. I'm not <laughs> ready to go, to go next summer. Maybe more. No, very good. Very good. Very good. Well, maybe I'll, maybe, maybe I can go with you guys. <laughs> That'd be oh, fun. That'd be awesome. I, I tell you what, you have okay. answered, y'all have answered all the questions that I have uh, this evening. Is there anything, any closing thoughts? Either one of you have anything you want to add? Anything I've missed that you feel is really important to throw out there to, to folks who might want to go? I would say some good news is that, you know, a few days after uh, we finished our trip and we were telling everybody about it on Facebook, it just, it, the conversation was really high and the uh, Sheriff's Department actually released a letter basically acknowledge, acknowledging that people had the right to legally travel the river. That's anyone who was, you know, wanting to go soon wouldn't have to necessarily stress about any of the legal aspects as much as we did. Because they've made it pretty clear at this point that you're allowed to go to the Narrows. Just stay on the riverbed, access it through, access the river through the public access points on the roads, and just have fun. You know, we we paved the way, made the trip a little easier. I think. Uh, I hope a lot of people are going to get to go to experience the Narrows, and just it's a really memorable trip, honestly. It's cold, <laughs> but it's, it's true. <laughs>